0: Hello and welcome again to The Fellowcast, another Bring Your Own Bible episode with Pastor Garth as always. And today we are still with Joseph and the story of Joseph. And I think we're kicking off close to the end of chapter 41 and going then into 42 and ahead. So take us away, Pastor Garth.
1: Yes, man. Now we're coming to the most beautiful climax. Uh, It really, ah, man, it's such a lovely beautiful story everything about this conclusion to joseph's life how it saved the life of his family how it saved the life of literally nations Mm. around him at one stage it says the famine was in all the world sure so it's much much bigger than just the family of jacob um but how that all takes place and the interaction with the uh, brothers and sort of the can I say the, the cloak and dagger? <laughs> it's not? like the secrecy, you know, yeah. checking out his brothers, seeing if their heart's attitude have changed, all of it. Um, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful story. I cannot tell you, just reading it again in preparation for this session with you, Valdu, um, I was again just blown away at mm. how beautiful this story is and how much we see of a Christ-likeness in Joseph yeah. and his behavior towards his brothers. Really lovely. Yes, yeah, so we're starting off then um, – at the Towards the end of chapter 41, uh, Joseph was then made in charge of all of Egypt. Okay. And um, just the honor that he walked into suddenly is really, really mind-blowing. Uh, listen to it a bit. If you go and read there from verse, um, what is it there? Chapter 41, verse 41. There we go, beautifully. <laughs> um, just listen to what was given to him. Uh, he was immediately said by Pharaoh, you now, uh, except for me sitting on the throne, you are in charge of all of Egypt. Mm. In fact, he says, nobody will move hand or foot without you saying it. (laughs) That's a (laughs) lot of power. (laughs) It is, it is. Uh, He was given a a robe of fine linen. Now imagine this slave uh, that was in a well-to-do household of Potiphar, but then suddenly in the dungeon, Mm. uh, just see him in the clothes that he had. Uh, not shaving in the dungeon up until that point that he came to Pharaoh. And then suddenly, given a robe of fine linen, a gold chain around his neck, he was to ride on a chariot as second in command with Pharaoh. And uh, there were men sent ahead of him to shout out, Make way! Make way! So imagine these black limousines uh, or SUVs yeah. riding on the highway, toot-tooting, yeah. <laughs> get away. That's, that's Joseph going off. Um, And he said to him, well, I'm Pharaoh, but uh, without your word, no one will lift a hand or a foot in Egypt. He was given a new name. um, And the name, some of the commentary says, is something like one who discovers hidden things. Um, It's a name of great honor. He was given uh, the daughter of the priest of On, uh, On nowadays Heliopolis, um, as his wife, And then in that time, before the famine kicked off, he got two sons. Manasseh, uh, the meaning of the name Manasseh being um, forget. Mm. He says, the Lord had made me forget the hardships that I suffered and my family, my father's house. In other words, he realized I'm in a different world now and I'm living a different life from where I came from. And he gave God the honor for bringing him through into this place. Um, and then the second son, Ephraim, meaning fruitful. Um, and uh, I always remember Matt Redmond wrote this beautiful song about this name because the meaning of the name is not just fruitful, but he said, um, Lord, you have made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Um, and see if you can find Matt Redmond's song. Mm. although It's really I'll beautiful. Look it you make me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Mm. You make me hopeful in the place of no hope. Um, really lovely. So that's then suddenly Joseph's life, um, this place of honor and blessing where he walked into. And just like with Moses prepared for greatness um, and so many others, David being the shepherd, chased off in the desert and living in a cave and then suddenly king. We see with Joseph, the Lord have prepared him to be able to carry this amount of glory and honor. Mm. Um, I think if he was a different kind of man, like Pharaoh himself, he would have thought himself to be God or something yeah. like that.
0: Sorry, it's interesting to I just caught you in verse forty six that says Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of yes. of Pharaoh uh, of Pharaoh and obviously to draw that comparison to Jesus again and the preparation that Jesus had gone through 30 years and yeah. and leading up to his public ministry. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, again, we can draw that comparison. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, you know, what you said about people shouting before, it's almost like John the Baptist again, prepare the way. Yes. This guy is coming. <laughs> so there's all these little nuances that you can look there to. Is. I don't want to make too much of it, but it's it's just interesting to to kind of pick these little things out in comparison to the life and ministry of Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and the fact that he went and suffered ahead of them so that they can be spared. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that their lives can be saved. Yeah. Um, no, there's definitely something to that. Yeah. So then coming into chapter 42, we then read about the brothers coming to Egypt. So um, Joseph started to collect all of the grain that was plentiful all throughout the land. And it said he made storehouses in every city to store up the abundance that was produced around. Um, So for seven years, that abundance must have been exceedingly, exceedingly great. Remember that for the seven years after, it did not just save the life of Egypt. It saved the life of nations coming from all over to come and eat from their storehouses. Mm. It really, really is powerful. Um, And it said he stored up so much grain— that eventually Joseph just stopped um, uh, trying to f- measure how much he has because it says it was beyond measuring. Oh. They they could not measure the abundance sure. that they were storing up. Um, so the fat cows were exceedingly fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really was good, good, good yeah. years. Yeah. And then um, storing up all of those things now prepared them for the, the hardships to come. Mm. So as soon as the people of the land came to um, Pharaoh and said to him, listen, we're, we're about to, s- to die. We haven't got anything because we didn't reap anything. Then he just said, go to Joseph and do what he says. So Pharaoh was just absolutely trusting. Mm. He knew this is it, this man is raised up for a time such as this, go to him. And everybody came and bought from Joseph. And then the people from the other land started coming, including the brothers. So it simply says in the story, Jacob heard that there was food in Egypt, and so he sent off his sons. He only sent off ten sons, um, because Joseph already was not there anymore. They assumed him to be dead, and Benjamin was kept back at home. So remember... Rachel had two two sons. She was the beloved wife. The one first one was Joseph. The next one was Benjamin. And he is the youngest of all his brothers. Mm. And dad just said, Mm-mm, I'm not going to lose this one. This one's going to stay with me. He's not going with the other brothers. Um, and off they went and appeared before Joseph. So just imagine the scene over there from Joseph's perspective. The brothers are completely oblivious to it. Yeah. They don't know who he is. They would never have expected him to sit on the throne of Egypt mm. in any way. Um, and besides, by this time, he must have looked like an Egyptian. Yeah. He walked like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Cue the music.
1: <laughs> there we go. Um, and from the moment that he saw them, it says, And Joseph remembered the dreams. Yeah. So up until this point, we, we haven't heard about it again. Mm. It was a boy dreaming way back there. Um so can I ask, just throw something out here. Voldu, will you all of those years later remember the dream that the Lord has given you at the moment that it's fulfilled? Sure. Um, it really is something uh, for us to ponder. Yeah.
0: I mean, I wake up sometimes and I forgot the dreams that I had that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is. Really,
1: we have to take it to heart. Yeah. Um, but maybe something about it. Imagine right at this very moment just selling the grain to the people in Egypt and beyond. Joseph is living a dream. Mm. He, he's seeing a dream that God has been given coming into fulfillment, and he's sitting on the throne fulfilling the dream that the Lord has given to Pharaoh. Mm. Phenomenal. So I'm sure he was thinking about the dreams of old. Yeah. Um, but just a reminder for us, um, really... Take it seriously, whether it be a dream or a prophetic word or an encouragement wow. that the Lord has given, a promise that he's given you, a scripture or something. Um, make an effort to keep it in the front of your mind mm-hmm. and live your life expecting the dream so that the moment when you see it, like Joseph did right here, you know it. Yeah. That God has fulfilled his dream. Yeah. And so he, they came and bowed befri- before him and immediately Joseph had a plan in his mind. And it looks very cruel But soon you start seeing what Joseph is after. He's testing his brother's hearts. He wants to see, are they still the same men that threw him in a pit and sold him as a slave and told dad he was dead? Mm. Are they still the same men or have they changed? So immediately he says, you are spies. (laughs) You're coming to check out the land to see where the weak points are, where we're not protected. And they throw back and say, no, all 10 of us are brothers of one dad. And we have, um, we, we were 12 brothers. The one is no more, and the other one is back home with dad. And he says, No, I'm telling you, you're spies <laughs> pushing them. Hmm. Hey? And they're fearful <laughs> they're in a foreign land, yeah. man. And they need to buy food from this guy. And suddenly he's got this crazy idea. And he said, So they keep pushing back. They said, No, 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 we're not. Um, and then he says, All right, well, unless you bring that other brother, that is back home with dad, with you, um, you will not prove to me that you're not spies because I'm telling you, you spies. Mm. Um, so he says, one of you must go back home and find that brother and the rest of you will stay here in jail until he comes back. And then he chucked all of three of them in jail. He kept them there for three days. <laughs> Simmering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> so you can just imagine what's happening in their hearts and immediately they start telling one another the Lord is punishing us for what we did sure. because we saw our brother's distress when we sold him as a slave and threw him in a pit and we turned our backs towards him uh-huh. and now today the Lord is bringing it on us. Isn't it incredible? Yeah. It just shows that these brothers have lived with that conviction in mm. their heart, the guilt, the shame, seeing their dad yeah. with all the pain that he's gone through all these years. And they've never dealt with it. Yeah. They've had the sin eating them up on the inside yeah. all these years. Now, all of us have sinned before. And just the question, are you taking forgiveness? Yeah. Or are you still living with us, eating you on the inside? Okay. Mm. Eh? It's hard. You can just imagine these brothers sitting there in the dungeon, having these conversations with one another.
0: Yeah. All these years later, and it still bugs them. It still bothers them. Yeah. And it's like it's now, it's coming, it's bearing fruit. The sin is actually now yeah. coming to the surface. It hurts, eh? Yeah.
1: Um, I'm just checking here quickly in the script, because at some stage, um, Reuben actually says to the brothers, he says, didn't I tell you to leave the boy alone? Mm-hmm. Didn't I tell you not to do it? Eh?" Uh, So (laughs) it's still that blame game, even between them saying, come on, man, we we should never have done this. Um, After three days, he tells them, all right, I will let you go home, but one of you must stay here. And then he says, and you will not see my face again without bringing that other brother with you. Um, And he kept Simeon behind. Why Simeon? I'm not actually sure. Um, It seemed back in the story as if Judah was the real instigator between the brothers. Um, But we obviously know Simeon and Levi were also cruel guys, eh? Um, They were the guys that killed out that city of the Shechemites. Sure. Um, So he kept him behind, and the other brothers were allowed to go home. And um, then he gave command, and he said, Take the silver that they paid with and put it at the top of their bags, every man's silver in the top of his bag. And off they went. And that night when they camped and they opened up one bag just to have food for a meal, suddenly the brother says, my silver is in the top of my bag. And all of them are frightened. Mm. He says, what? You stole the silver? No, I didn't. I don't know how it came here. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't pay for it? What? He's going to find out. Yeah, <laughs> We're already in trouble and it one brother framed. is locked up. Yeah, yeah, what happened? And... Uh, they traveled all the way back home, came to the dad, told him the whole story. And then, as the brothers started opening up their bags back at home, every one of them found their Guilty. silver at the top of the bag. And now they're really petrified. because mm. think This guy was not paid for anything that we took. How are we going to make this right? Mm. And then they told Jacob, but dad, we have to take Benjamin with next time. Otherwise, we won't be able to get more food, and we won't be able to get Simeon out of jail. Um, and he just refused. He says, not a chance. You will not take Benjamin with. And again, he says, because Ju- um, Joseph died, and it nearly cost my life. If this boy is going to go, you will bring my gray head down to the grave. Mm. Now they stuck. They ate the food. As the food started running down, Jacob told him, okay, you need to go and buy more. He says, dad, we can't go. We have to take Benjamin with. He says, no, not a chance. And again, time went on. And finally he says, listen, how long will you sit looking at one another in desperation? Go and buy food, otherwise we all will die. He Mm. says, dad, we could have, Judah actually said, dad, as things are, we could have gone and come back twice already. But we have to take Benjamin with. And so he's in a position that he cannot do anything else. And finally he says, All right, you can take him. But only after Judah said, Dad, if I don't bring him back alive, I will be guilty in front of you for the rest of my life. Consider the turnaround of heart. They still sit with the secrecy of what they did with Joseph. And Judah, the very guy that was... What sort of instigator, yeah. Yes, now suddenly has the heart to say the guilt is on me. Mm. Even though it's not really my fault, I'm willing to bear the guilt in front yeah. of you for his life, Dad. I think it was rumored that he actually said at one stage to his dad, um, Dad, I've got two sons. If Benjamin dies, as we go, you can take my son's lives. Sure. He's willing to, to wage his son's lives yeah. with a... With a li- um, the, the son that his dad loves the most. So there's a definite turnaround, but mm. Joseph haven't seen it yet. And so off they go with Benjamin. And um, Jacob actually says to them, and take twice as much silver with, but also take the best produce of the land with. So they've got some honey, they've got some pita- pistachio nuts, all sorts of stuff um, as a gift for this prince mm. and everything obviously just to soften the man's heart so that he will spare his son's life yeah. and there they arrive in front of joseph and he obviously quickly sees oh there's another one with them but um, he would not recognize benjamin after all these years how would he yeah <laughs> I mean. benjamin was a young boy back then and now he's a man yeah um so he actually asks them he says listen is that the youngest son? Is that him? And they said, "Yeah, that's him." And um, for a moment, at the realization, this is my, my, my blood brood. Yeah. I mean, that's his mom's child, his yeah. direct brother. He for a moment has to turn away his face because he cannot keep the tears from running. Sure. And still, they don't they know anything. <laughs> they don't know what's cooking. They haven't clicked. <laughs> yeah. And then he, um, he gives the command uh, after they gave him the gift. He says, take these men to my house. Uh, they will eat with me tonight. Uh, but all, all along, when he speaks to his attendants, he doesn't speak their language. Mm. He speaks to them through an interpreter. Wow. So um, they don't know what's cooking, and they're taken off to his house. And waiting at the house, they start chatting to one another. They said, he brought us here to kill us. He's going to fall on us unexpectedly with his guards and he's going he's to take our lives. And so they start chatting to the attendant because he's not there yet. And they say to him, listen, um, uh, last time when we left, we don't know how it happened, but we had this silver in our bags. <laughs> <laughs> They're just unpacking the whole story saying, sorry, sorry, we bought twice as much silver worth. So we're okay, you yeah. know, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not we're, thieves. Yeah. Um, trying to make right with him. And he actually tells them hey, it's alright, it's alright and then he brought Simeon out to them and uh, then when Joseph arrived um, and they were going to have this meal they put down to eat but separately from him mm. because Egyptians do not eat with shepherds uh, later when they come into the land as well we told that for some reason Egyptians despise shepherds um, so they sat at a different table and um then they're amazed looking at one another but wait the seating chart had us sit from the oldest to the youngest how oh, did he know yeah <laughs> what's what's yeah what's happening this guy's got super knowledge yeah. or something you know <laughs> they just look at each other strange and then the youngest brother benjamin gets a portion five times the size of any of the others <laughs> what's this about you know strange and they have their meal and then um after this meal uh they want to what's happening what's cooking i'm sort of running away from the story and the intrigue i don't want to miss it
0: oh you're doing Um, good (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm on the edge of my seat
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, oh i actually had to read this because this was really special when they spoke to the attendant um the attendant actually says it's all right don't be afraid your god the god of your father has given you treasure in your sacks i received your silver and then he brought Simeon out um just there's something of the knowledge of god so at chapter 44 we now um so benjamin gets a portion five times larger than the others and then when they buy the silver again again oh, they when they buy the grain Again, he puts the silver, he gives a a command that they have to put the silver back into the top of the bags. And uh, then he says, and take my cup, my silver cup, and put it in the top of the bag of the youngest one, Benjamin, Mm. and send them off on their way. And then as they're off on their way, um, suddenly that night, he sends uh, uh, guys behind them. He says, go chase them down. And go and say, listen, you've stolen something from Joseph, the prince of the land. And they immediately, no, 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 no. We we would not do that, you know. Um, and then they make this promise. They say, if you find this silver cup, then um, let us all be guilty in front of you, you know, because they're adamant mm-hmm. we will not do that. And so they start opening up the bags and sure enough, in Benjamin's bag of everybody. Benjamin's bag. The one that they swore to protect. Yeah. There's the cup. And immediately, all of them go back to Egypt. So they don't give up on Benjamin. That's what we have to see. And that's what Joseph is looking for. Yeah. The change of heart. All of them go back. And they bow in front of him. And um, they plead. Say, please, please, this one, you cannot harm this one you know our dad will not survive it and Judah actually tells the whole story and says listen I've sworn I will bring him back uh, and um, I will be guilty in front of my dad for this so then all of them say take us take all of us Mm. you know but please not this one and Joseph says no 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 it's fine Um, only the one who has stolen uh, will pay the price for it in other words he gives them a door out. Mm. <laughs> Again, yeah, he says that's fine. You can go free. I only want Benjamin, you know. And they're adamant. No, not a chance. This cannot be done. And then they tell this whole thing of their dad, and they've lost this other boy, and he will not survive mm. if you take. So it's actually so beautiful. At one stage, they say the boy's life is inter intricately woven to the dad. You know, Mm. say, if you take his life, you're going to take the dad's life. And at that moment, Joseph couldn't bear it anymore. And so he sent all the attendants out. And there he stands alone with his brothers. And suddenly the great reveal, he Mm. says, it is me, Joseph, your brother. And they're petrified. (laughs) (laughs) They are beyond scared because that's the one thing that they never thought they would face up to. Face to face with him, with that great authority, yeah. that dream fulfilled. Him sitting and the brothers bowing in front of them. That whole story now he's in the position to just have vengeance on them. Mm. Um, and then just these beautiful words of them. He says, um, But the Lord has gone ahead of you. Let me find it here. Um, Joseph said to his brother, I'm Joseph. It's uh, Is my father still alive? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. But Joseph said, um, it's chapter 45, verse 4, Come close to me. And when they had done so, he said, I'm your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for sending me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been a famine in the land, and for as for the next five years, there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Just uh, the incredible grace and the wisdom and the forgiveness and the mercy that Joseph shows at that moment mm. to recognize. You've been evil, but God has been working in all of this for not just my good, not just your good, but the good of the world. Mm. Everybody living around. The Lord has sent me ahead of you. Sure. Really, really beautiful. Sure. And then he just lays out this plan. He says, so go back home. Um, I'll send wagons with you and provisions for the road. Go and get your families. Go and get dad and bring him back over here. Mm -hmm. And then, can you imagine, did the Bible even need to say it when they said it to to Jacob? (laughs) He said, no, not a chance, my boy's not alive. And then only when he saw the wagons and the gifts and all of those things, then suddenly he was willing to believe. Mm. And then he just makes this statement at the end of chapter 45, he says, um, I will go and see my boy before I die. Sure. Is there a story more beautiful <laughs> than this? Yeah. I it's actually a little bit emotional <laughs> listening absolutely. to it. It's,
0: it's like it's a, you you replaying it to yourself and the beauty of it, like it's really deep. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow.
1: Yeah. And, and the beauty of it is, on the one hand, the all knowledge of God, how he works despite the evil of man. Yeah. You know, the schemes against me. He can work through all of that and bring something glorious out. And then on the other hand, this man's heart, just a Christ-like mm. heart in mm. all of it. Um, ah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And then the boys turning around, eh? the yeah. brothers, their hearts changing. Yeah. yeah,
0: It is amazing. There's one part in there that you, when he kind of toys with them to mm. to figure out where their hearts at. It reminds me, I think it was Solomon with the two mothers and the babies. Yes. And that, that wisdom that he shows, it seems cruel at the time. Um, but it forces them to make a choice. Either it's black or white. You're making it yeah. f- for God or against God. And and in that, like you said, in all that time that they sat with that sin in their hearts, there's a moment for them of of uh, what's the word um, redemption. Yes. And and everything yeah. is redeemed. And and like I think it's at the end, all, all the way 52, chapter 52. It says what you just quoted there. What what the enemy meant for evil, uh, God turned for my yeah. good. And it's it's really beautiful to to just relive the story in this way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I I actually wanted to jump just to end off right there to the end um, where uh, Jacob finally passes away because that's one sad part. Now Mm. they've been living in the land for a whole bunch of years already. And finally when their dad passes away, um, they immediately, all the brothers go to Joseph. Uh, I mean, he's still staying in the palace. They're staying in Goshen in a different district of the land. Um, and suddenly when dad's not there, then they all came to him and they pleaded with him. Um, sort of, listen, dad wanted you to spare our lives. Mm. And Joseph, just with tears in his eyes, saying to them, but guys, you know what you meant for evil and God intended for good. So all these years later, it shows that these brothers were still living in fear. yeah, Because they thought when dad died, then Joseph's going to have yeah. vengeance on us. Um which is just so sad it's it's just just the push into our hearts again have you allowed the Lord to deal with the stuff of your heart or is there still that guilt and shame and all of it inside of you with the sin that you've dealt with before Mm. Um, don't let it fester like these brothers I mean Joseph was living in freedom now even before they arrived Mm. he already said you know things are forgotten and I'm fruitful in this land Uh, life has gone on yeah and yet all these years later, they could not deal with what they've done. Mm. Um, let us not be like that. eh? Yeah, mm.
0: amazing. Uh, I'm taking that you are wrapping up and you, you're getting close to the, the end of this. But yes. I would really like for you before you finish off or wh- as you finish off to pray for those r- people who are listening. Because I think there's such a powerful uh, anointing on this mm. for people to receive from what you've shared. So yeah. just as you end off or when you end That's off. It's a good you, idea. Let's do mm. that.
1: So, Father, we just, um, yeah, just we just lay our hearts bare in front of you, Lord. You know where we are at. You know where we've been, and I pray, Father, for the ministry of your Spirit to come and lead us into freedom, so that we will enjoy the kind of freedom that Joseph had, the kind of freedom that will not have um, resentment and anger and bitterness, but also the kind of freedom that his brothers that he really wished for them that uh, none of us will sit with uh, unforgiveness towards even ourselves, that we will allow you the love of Jesus Christ to wash over us and uh, allow your blood to do what it paid for, um, to wash away our sins and to bring freedom. So we just bring to before you, Lord, the, the guilt that we still bear um, and the grudge against ourselves for, for wherever we've been and what we've done. And we thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Come and minister it into our hearts through your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you again, Lord, that your word is alive for us today, that it really speaks to every one of us, Lord, that uh, we still have the same hearts that these people lived with, and you still minister through their stories into our hearts. We love you for that, God. Mm. Amen. Mm -hmm.
0: Amen. Thank you for that. Really, really powerful session. And I trust that as people listen to this, there would be a transformation in arts as well. So what do we look forward to in the next session?
1: Next time, we're actually going to finish off Genesis and we're going to walk into Exodus. Okay. Um, because now the story just ends with a blessing spoken over the brothers. And... Um, those last chapters of Genesis with those blessings is actually sort of like a recap on the family story Mm. because suddenly Jacob remembers a whole bunch of things that have taken place and it's spoken out over his sons. Um, So next time we're wrapping up Genesis finally. eh?
0: Fantastic yeah it's been a good a good run through Genesis and I look forward to wrapping it up with you next week and if you've been listening we trust that you've been blessed and that you've enjoyed this please feel free to share your feedback with us and and what you've learned and maybe share share these sessions with your friends. It's really easy to do. You can just just copy the link and send it over a WhatsApp or an email. And uh, if you've been blessed, you can bless someone else with it for free. Until next time then. Bye-bye.